Um, I also just feel like I need to point out my um, pink hair. I just needed a change, and it just felt right for tonight. So I'm pumped about it. Um, so guys, I kind of just wanted to go right off the bat and just ask you a question. Um, and I need you to raise your hand if this applies to you. Can you do that for me? If you can, let me see how you raise your hand. Very good. Thank you, guys. Beautiful hand raising. It's like you've been in school for a long time. All right. So <laughs> the question is, have you ever given up on something because it took too long? Raise your hand if that has ever been you. <laughs> so pretty much raise your hand if you've ever been impatient in your life. Okay, good. We're all raising our hand. I'm glad I'm not the only one. We do that a lot. Like, I get frustrated if I'm trying to show, like, a video to my friend on my phone and, like, it won't load, you know? After 10 seconds, I'm like, okay, whatever. The moment's gone. I'm just going to send it to you later. If you haven't seen the Wasabi Girl video, look that up. Help. It's great. You need to look it up. So that takes too long for me sometimes when I'm even on my phone just trying to look at something. But also, all my girls in the room, I know you can relate with me on this. Whenever you go to the bathroom and there's a line, am I right? And you're like, you have to go, but you see that line and you're like, there's no way I'm going now. I'm like, I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to hold out. Like, I got this. I know that we have all done that before. And I will even say, I've gotten frustrated and just given up on something. When I was in high school, I had asked my parents if I could go to the beach with my friend and her family. I'd done it like two years in a row. I was like, I got this. Easy peasy. They're going to say yes. And then I ask my mom, and she hits me with the dreaded, uh, I'll talk to your dad about it. Y'all know where it's going now. So I already knew. I kind of gave up already. And it was like 30 days later, <laughs> my mom comes to me. She's like, so I talked to your father. She doesn't talk like this. I don't know why I'm doing this. I've talked to your father, and we've decided, yeah, you can go to the beach. And I'm like, awesome. My friend already went to the beach and took our other friend, and I've been looking at pictures of them together on Instagram, and I should be standing next to them at the beach with the beautiful waves behind me. But I'm not, because it took you 30 days to make a decision for me. Who's been there? I know that we have all gotten upset with our parents taking too long, right? But now I, I realize my parents, they're awesome. They were doing the right thing. They were teaching me boundaries, and that's a beautiful thing, but frustrating. So, guys, we get frustrated if something takes a long time. That is why in our culture, we have fast food. That's why we have cookout, all of that, because we want a burger, and we want a burger right now, right? That's why we also have, thank the Lord for Amazon Prime, am I right? Come on. Yes. I love Amazon Prime. Come on, guys. All together? All together, please? Thank you. <laughs> if you know me, this is something that I do randomly, and I don't know why. Um, so Amazon Prime, love it. Because it, it comes to you in two days, right? It's great. And so, guys, we like things that come to us fast. We want it quickly. And this is great in a lot of areas of our life. But I will also say that in some big areas, this can also hurt us. And in one of the areas, that's forgiveness. We can't be quick in this area. And the reason why is because forgiveness hurts. And so, guys, we've been talking about forgiveness for, like, the past two weeks. Brandon has done such a great job um, I know you guys remember the mulberry tree the first week he talked and talking about the poison and how if you hold grudges, it's really harmful to you, right? And it kind of just seeps out to other people. And then last week I wasn't here and I missed you guys so much. I was having FOMO. I was like, I was like taking a rest day at home because I went to a wedding with my, my friend and 
I was like sitting next to Trevor and I was like shaking. I was like, I need to look at what's happening at advance. So just know I missed you guys. Um, and Brandon had talked about how forgiven people forgive. And that's big. And, that, and all of this sounds beautiful, right? Forgiveness sounds like such a great thing. It's so easy. Just forgive. Easy enough. But guys, it's hard. And you know that because you've tried it before and it doesn't work, right? Raise your hand if you've ever tried to forgive, but you're still mad after you forgive, right? We've all done that. And it's hard. And so maybe you've done that when maybe your brother or your sister broke something of yours or got a stain on one of your favorite shirts. And let's say your brother broke your Nintendo Switch. I talk about Nintendo Switches a lot because I have one and I love them and very fun. And so let's say your brother broke your Nintendo Switch and you know he didn't mean to. You know he didn't mean to, right? And he says he's sorry and you're like, okay, fine, I, whatever, forgive you. And then anytime you see your brother or the Nintendo Switch, you're just like steaming. You're like still mad, right? Or maybe, now this one, I feel like you guys are going to kind of relate with, maybe. Maybe an ex-friend, ex-boyfriend, or ex-girlfriend hurt you really bad. And that's the reason why they're an ex, right? <laughs> they hurt you really bad. And then you decided, okay, I'm going to keep them at arm's length. Like, we're going to move past this, past this. That was a weird list. Past this. And when I move past this, I'm going to let it go. It'll be fine. But anytime you hear their name or see their picture or another friend talks about them, don't you just like freak out and you just want to like tell the world at how horrible of a person they are? Because you're mad. You're still mad about it. But you're like, I thought I forgave them. So then you ask the question, so did forgiveness really work? Is forgiveness even a thing? Is this just something we say to make ourselves feel better? And guys, for me, I will say, this has happened a lot in my life. And I was talking to Brandon earlier today about how this message was actually really hard for me. Um, to wrap my head around. I was like pacing around my living room because, guys, I've been on this journey for 15 years of forgiving something. And it's been 15 years. Like some of y'all aren't even 15. That's a long time, okay? Like it's a long time. And so, guys, for me, it started in middle school. And you, if you've been here, you've kind of heard a little bit of my story, but I'm kind of going to go into it a little bit more tonight. And it might get a little real, so just bear with me. Here goes nothing. So, guys... When I was in middle school, probably about 12, 13, I started noticing that my parents were drinking a little bit more. And it wasn't like too out of the ordinary. But then it was kind of like, it was happening a few times a week, and then it started happening every other day, and then it started happening ev every day, both of my parents. And it got to the point where me and my siblings knew, and I, if you were here when I talked about my siblings, they are very introverted. And so they like to be in their rooms. Me, I'm like, I just want the whole world to know I'm here. <laughs> so I just want to hang out with everyone all the time. So this was really hard for me because we all knew that at 5 o'clock, you just go to your room, take your dinner with you, and just isolate yourself. And don't go back out because that's when the alcohol kind of started showing its effects with my parents. And that was really hard for me. And I was really angry. Like, I was really bitter towards them. I was bitter because... I felt like in the small things, it frustrated me. Like if I had to get my report card signed, which I don't think you guys, I think it's electronic now. Wow. No? Okay. Some? Okay. We're on our way there. So if I had to get my report card signed or my progress report card or if I was going on a field trip or something, 
I would have to have my older sister sign it for me, or I'd have to wake my parents up at like five in the morning to get them to sign it for me. I couldn't go out and just have them sign it. So that's a little thing, right? So then those little things started adding up for me, and I was just so mad at them all the time. I was mad at them because I felt like if I ever needed them, they weren't there for me. So I felt abandoned, and I felt isolated, and when I had a boyfriend break up with me, and I was just crying, and I just wanted my mom, and I wanted to talk to her, I felt like I couldn't talk to her. And that was hard for me, because my mom gives great hugs, and I just wanted a good hug from my mom. (laughs) So it was hard for me. And then another part that kind of made me angry, and this bitterness started just climbing and climbing was, I have a little brother, and it got to the point where I kind of had to step in for a few things. My parents provided us with a lot, but for me, I was really kind of my brother's emotional confidant. Like when he was freaking out about them or, or having a hard day, he would come to me, which is beautiful, but also is hard because at the time I was still a selfish middle schooler, not really wanting to hang out with my brother at all. So I was angry that I felt like they had just completely forgotten about us and that they were choosing alcohol over us. And that was something I struggled with for a really long time. And so I became a Christian when I was in college. It was my freshman year of college. And and I knew when I became a Christian, I realized that because I had been forgiven, I should forgive others, just like we talked about last week, right? So I was like, okay, I should forgive my parents. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, God, I forgive my parents. And then it was like, nice for a second. And then, like 10 minutes later, I'm like, I'm still mad. (laughs) I'm not okay. And so I was still upset. And I was just frustrated. Because when it comes to forgiveness, I just want to say, okay, I forgive you. And then it just be over, right? Does anybody else just want to do that? Because you just want to get it over with. You want to feel better right now. Right now. You want it to be immediate. And this is true if you're the one doing the forgiving, right? Because you don't want to hurt anymore. For me, I was carrying around just all this anger and bitterness and anxiety, and I was frustrated and upset, and I was like, I feel like this is taking a chunk of my life away. I don't want to live like this anymore, so I just want to forgive, and let's just move past it, right? And I don't want to walk around with this pit in my stomach anymore where I just feel frustrated all the time. So it's true if you're the one who is doing the forgiving, but it's also true if you're the one who's done something wrong and you want to be forgiven, right? I know we have all been there when we have said something to our parents or somebody else that was mean, and you automatically knew you shouldn't have said it, but it, like, sliced them, like, right in the heart. And so you automatically are like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I I didn't mean it that way. And they're like, yeah, I forgive you. But, like, they won't text you back. They're still upset, and you're just like, I just want to get it over with now because I just want us to go back to being friends, and it be okay, and I'm sorry. I know we've all been there, and we want that to happen really fast. So when forgiveness doesn't give us these instant results, we all tend to kind of think the same thing, that forgiveness just doesn't work, right? So what do we do? Like, is all hope lost? Is all hope lost? Thankfully, no. I know in moments you feel like all hope is lost. But thankfully, we have the Bible. Thankfully, we have Jesus who gives us this truth to remind us that we're not isolated like I felt, that I'm not alone like I felt like I was, that I'm bitter, and he has felt that same emotion before. He has felt bitter. He has been exactly where I have been. 
And so we're going to look in the Bible today. And Brandon kind of already talked about this verse, but I could not talk, like, I couldn't not talk about it again. I just think it's very important, and I think repetition and hearing verses over and over might mean that God is saying something to you that you need to hear. I know I needed to hear it. So we're going to be looking in Matthew, and to set the scene, we have Peter, and Peter is one of Christ's disciples, and what that means is he's just a follower of Christ. He is learning from God. He is teaching other people about God. And Peter is a funny one. I feel like I kind of relate to Peter because Peter, you never know what he's going to say. And he kind of like puts his foot in his mouth a lot because he like, he says things and then you're like, Peter, why did you say this? So we're going to look at one of those moments and he's kind of a show off. So just get ready. Okay. So we're going to look at Matthew 18, 21. And we're just going to look at this one first. It says, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive? someone who sins against me seven times. And so I'm going to stop there because this might seem very like normal or weird, but in Jewish tradition, they would um, forgive somebody three times. And that meant that like they were a, a good Jewish person. And so what Peter's pretty much saying here is like, um, I'm not going to forgive them three times. I'm going to forgive them seven times. Isn't that right, Jesus? And like really trying to like show off. At least that's what I think he's doing. But Jesus, being Jesus, he's like, Peter, sit down. <laughs> Let me tell you. He says, no, not seven times, Peter, but 70 times seven. So guys, Jesus isn't saying that we need to forgive somebody like 409 times or like 780 times. That's not what he's saying. And he's not telling us to just check off a list. Okay, I forgave her. <laughs> I forgave him. I forgave him again. And like checking that off. That's not what he's saying with this. It's not about the number. That's not the point of why he says it. Because Jesus knew that if we made it about the number, then we stop making it about the work that's actually happening in our hearts to forgive somebody. And so, what he's actually saying with this 70 times 7 is, we need to forgive people as many times as it takes. And what I mean by this is, when we forgive, we need to keep forgiving and then keep forgiving and then keep forgiving until we actually start forgiving people. And that has been a deal breaker in my life, realizing what Jesus is saying here. Keep doing it until it actually becomes real. But please know, and this is what we're talking about tonight, is that forgiveness takes time. Forgiveness isn't easy. Forgiveness hurts. Forgiveness is messy. Forgiveness can sometimes take 15 years <laughs> to work out. But you're not alone in it when you do it. And so forgiveness always takes time. And because forgiveness isn't instant, then we know that this is true. We know that healing also takes time. Because forgiveness and healing kind of go hand in hand, right? There is no quick fix. There is no, okay, I forgive you. I feel great. Awesome. Like, that's not, <laughs> not it at all. There's no snap of your finger and then back to how life was, right? Because you've been hurt. And so healing takes time. Forgiveness takes time. So if you've hurt somebody and you are just, you've said you're sorry like 800 million times and they just, they're like, okay, yeah, I forgive you, but they will not get over it, you know? Like they just don't get over it. 
and you're getting so frustrated, and you're like, I just don't know why they won't let it go. Give them a break. Forgiveness takes time. Healing takes time. And we do not have the authority to tell someone how fast to heal. We don't. And so this goes the same way for you. If you've been hurt by somebody, your family, your friend, your brother, your sister, whatever, and you can't seem to move on quickly by it, and you just want to move on. You're just like, I want to let it go. Why can't I let it go? And I honestly think, guys, that when it comes to forgiveness, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do it because we want to be good people. Am I right? Like, you want to do it because you've heard from your parents, you need to forgive because that's a good thing. You've heard it from society, right? So we put this pressure on ourselves that we just need to do it. But actually, when you're doing this and you're beating yourself up over why you cannot forgive somebody, give yourself a break. Remember that forgiveness takes time and healing takes time. So it's important that you keep forgiving as long as you need to until the healing actually catches up, right? You need to keep forgiving until the hurt starts hurting a little less. You keep forgiving over and over and over and over and over until it takes. You keep doing it. It might feel fake. I'm going to be honest. It feels fake. <laughs> it's going to feel fake. But you keep doing it until you actually start doing it. And you invite the Holy Spirit in with you as you do it. So for some of you, what I've talked about is like, great. You're like, awesome. Like, I have permission to like not get over something immediately. And I'm, I'm there with you. But for others, you're frustrated because you hurt somebody and you just want your friendship to go back to how it was. You just want your relationship to go back to how it was. And it's just not going fast enough. And so if forgiveness worked like that, if it was quick, man, that would be great, right? It would be so easy. I feel like there wouldn't be as many arguments. It would be great. But then that takes Jesus out of the equation. Jesus doesn't want forgiveness to be something that is just like a checklist requirement for us. Jesus is wanting to transform our hearts with forgiveness. He wants to change us so that we can be healthy emotionally and mentally. He uses forgiveness to help us realize what a healthy relationship is. So that is why he tells us to keep forgiving over and over and over. He wants us to be the best people we can be, to love others the best that we can. And so guys, I know I kind of told my story and it was like very sad and angry and bitter, but I'm in this moment right now in the past two years and I'm still going through it where forgiveness has been this journey for me. And I've seen how when I asked God, I said, okay, God, I want to forgive my parents. And then I was still mad. Like, I kind of, like, stopped praying after that because I was frustrated. But I felt like God was saying, don't give up. Keep doing it. Keep forgiving. And so my, this is how my prayer sounded, and it's going to sound kind of funny and weird. But I just said to God, hey, I want to forgive my parents, but I'm mad. And I don't know how. Can you help me? And that was literally what I asked him. Like, can you help me forgive them? And as I started praying that, and I prayed that over and over and over, and some days, some days I was too angry to even pray it because I was like, whatever, you're not listening to me. But that wasn't true. God was hearing me. So I just kept praying. I kept praying, help me, help me. I want to forgive my parents. 
And slowly, I felt like God was kind of chipping away this really, 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 really thick wall around my heart. And as he started doing that, I feel like he was kind of giving me some perspective. I started realizing that it wasn't my fault why they drank. For a long time, I blamed myself because I thought because I was the wild child (laughs) that I was the reason why. But he showed me, no, that's not it. He was like, sin is sin. The people, I have created people, and yes, sin is in the world, but it was not your fault that they did this. And so I needed to hear that for me to kind of chip, for God to chip away some more. So as he did that, I started realizing like, oh wait, I didn't know what was going on when I was in middle school. Come to find out, when I was kind of late high school, I, I was learning more about how my dad, he had owned a printing business, um, and he had a, over 200 people who worked for him. And in under two years, and because of the economy and all this stuff, it was just down to him and my mom. They lost everything. The bank took their printing company, this printing company that my dad's dad, my grandpa, had built. My dad, this is all he knew from the age of 18 until now, 63. This is what he did. He was Alan Bauckham, the printer. And then it was all taken away from him. And his whole life was just turned upside down. And so when I started thinking about that, I started realizing, okay, it wasn't my fault why they did this. And I started realizing that my parents were doing the best they could with what they had. And no, it's not okay, some of the choices they make. But God was also showing me not only that, but also that I have a lot of sin (laughs) And that I need to be forgiven from my parents for a lot. And so he started showing me that. So then that kind of humbles you a little bit where you go, man, I spent a lot of my life blaming my parents. When really, I should have been forgiving them from the start. And I should have been asking for forgiveness from them from the start. And so when it comes to forgiveness, everyone is different. I'm not saying you're going to go on like a 15-year, I call it my... My forgiveness journey, my forgiveness, whatever, field trip. That feels good. Um, I'm not saying that's what you're going to have to do. Maybe it will take three times or seven times for you to get over something. But maybe it is going to take you a little bit longer. And I wonder if that's because God is showing you something through it. I think he's always showing us something through it. So everyone is different. Every hurt is different. But what I do know is that time is always a part of the solution. It's always time. And so I want us to think about now, I want you to ask yourself this question, what is your 70 times 7? And what I mean by that is, what is this thing in your heart that you just can't let go? What is something that has been holding on to, just like me, I know I'm not alone in this, that you've been holding on to? What's that offense, when you think about it, causes that same hurt and frustration that it did when it happened to you? Who is that person that, I know you guys have had some, some names in your mind, Who are those people in your brain that you automatically get so angry about when you hear their name or hear anything associated with them? We all have these people. We all have these experiences. And it's okay if you're still working your way through the 70 times 7. If you're still forgiving every single day, it's okay. But it's important that you figure out a way to keep making healing a priority. Because that was big for me. I wasn't making healing a priority. I was making blaming a priority. 
I was allowing myself, kind of like week one, the grudge, like grudging, I was so just like surrounded by this frustration that I didn't even let myself let go of it. I was just sitting in it. And so I'm urging you guys, because I've been going through it now, is to make healing a priority. To keep forgiving again and 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 again until it actually takes, until it actually becomes real. So this all sounds great. Well, it probably doesn't sound great. This probably sounds hard. (laughs) But I want to give you guys three things that you can do to just start with forgiving. The first thing, and you guys have heard this before, but you need to pray for the person who's hurt you. And that sounds basic. It sounds like, okay, fine, I pray for whatever this person. Now that's done. I'm in. (laughs) That's not it. It's praying positivity over them. It's praying that Jesus changes their heart, but also changes your heart at the same time. And as you pray for this person who is like, been your enemy or you're frustrated with, I feel like God just starts reminding you that they're human too, that they're struggling with a lot of stuff, bitterness, anger. So then the second thing I want you to do, and this one's going to sound really weird, and honestly, this is probably one of the hardest ones, is serve them. And you're like, what does that mean? Do I take them food? (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) Um, What I mean by this is, I think you can start within your mind serving someone. And what I mean by that is when you feel yourself creeping into this spot of negativity towards this person, when you hear their name, like with my ex-boyfriend, I remember like any time I heard his name, I was like, ah, I just want to, I'm so mad. <laughs> I know we've all been there. Um, and I'm so mad. Instead of letting myself get to that point, I want us to kind of stop. And I think God just wants us to be like, okay, you know I'm mad, but change my heart change my thoughts. And I think that's one way of serving someone, because you're not speaking death over them anymore. You're actually trying to speak life over them. Another way to serve them is, and I think this one is, can be hard, and this one is kind of, it depends on what's going on, but let's say a friend has hurt you really bad, and you just can't seem to get over it, but you want to get over it, but you know your friendship's never going to be the same again, and you're like, what do I do? How do I serve this person? I'm so mad at them. I think you need to reach out to them. I think serving them looks like when you're with your friend group and they used to be a part of that friend group, but then everybody turned their back on them, I think it means that you need to say, come with me. I think that's serving them. And that's hard. And I'm not going to, and what I'm saying is the last one, the third point, is you need to repeat this practice. So it's not just you do it and great, I did it, awesome, (laughs) checklist. That's not it. You pray for somebody who has hurt you, and then you serve them. You pray, and you serve, and you pray, and you serve, and you pray, and you serve until it actually becomes real, just like forgiving them. So this is how you heal. This is what it looks like to heal at least a little bit. I think God takes us on different journeys of how we do it and what it looks like in our lives. We don't heal with revenge or anger, or bitterness like I was holding on to. Or, I know some of us, when it comes to frustration and bitterness, we just try to avoid it. We just try to say, okay, I forget about it, doesn't matter. That's not what he's saying. But you do it by forgiving over and over and over again, and kind of taking your emotions head on, and your thoughts head on, 
and allowing Jesus to be on this journey with you through the healing. And so guys, when it comes to my story and comes to your story, forgiveness is huge. This is what Jesus has been calling us to. And it reminds me of what Jesus has done for me. All of the things I've done in my life that I know have not been okay, Jesus died on the cross for so that I could be with him and God. And, and for you, maybe today, forgiveness looks like the first step. And for some of you, maybe you've been wanting to take this next step of knowing who Jesus is more and what it looks like to be forgiven by him. And so guys, what I want you to know is that Jesus has been where you're at. Jesus has felt this isolation when you are bitter and anger and frustrated and all of the emotions. He has been there. And he didn't die on a cross for you so that you had to just sit in it. He died on a cross so that you could know that you have hope in who Jesus is. That you could know that you can conquer forgiveness. You can do it. And so if you're wanting to take that step tonight where maybe you're just like, I want to know who Jesus is more. And I know that I want to be forgiven by him. And I know that who I am, I have done a lot of things that maybe aren't that great. And you want to accept Christ as your savior. Guys, I would ask you, please do not keep that to yourself. God wants you to talk about that. And so please come to me, Brandon, Gabe, your life group leaders. I know a few of them are in the parent meeting right now, but please come to us if you're wanting to take that next step or if you're wanting to take the next step of forgiveness and you just need to talk about it a little bit more. So we're all kind of on this journey of forgiveness, and I know I'm not alone in it, and I know we want it to happen fast. But guys, I would love to pray over us now because we're going to have um, some time to kind of experience what forgiveness is. Um, we won't have life groups tonight. This is a night for us to kind of experience who Jesus is through forgiveness. So I'm going to pray for us, and then I think Brandon's going to come up and explain a little bit more. All right. God, thank you so much for your son, Jesus. God, thank you for everybody in this room right now. God, you have decided that they need to be here right now, not to just hear my voice or look at my awkward gestures. <laughs> but God, you have decided that they need to be here because you believe that forgiveness is real in their life. So God, I pray over all of these students here, these people here, God, that whatever they're holding on to, whatever this hurt is, wherever they feel the scar is the deepest for them, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit is within all of it. God, I pray that tonight there is life change, but not just tonight. I pray that every day we choose forgiveness over bitterness. So Lord, thank you for what you're doing here. God, I pray over our time that we are able to really meditate in who you are and know who we are in you. In Jesus' name, amen.